I ended up getting a bit complicated with uh, my dinner, so I've I've got it in, but I'm doing a roast beef. But it's um it's a new way I'm cooking it. But it's uh, my phone will beep at me. Something, eh? Hey, a new way of roasting something. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's thinking new way, but it's a way I've newly found out about. So, okay, you essentially just do a really high heat um, cooking process over quite a short amount of time, but you you get your joint of beef and you essentially do a two to one ratio of really good quality like um, brown sugar and salt. So two two sugar to one salt, and then you rub that. In the over the beef like a dry rub, and then you let that <coughs> sit for about half an hour before you put it in the oven. And you just do a little drizzle of olive oil in the oven, like two hundred and fifty degrees centigrade, or as hot as your oven will go, basically, and just mm. fucking whack it with a load of heat for about forty minutes or however long it takes to cook till you know rare or medium rare or whatever. And then you get it out mm. of the oven. You just sort of you let it rest for about half an hour. Um, rotating it 90 degrees every five minutes so that it the juices don't fall out of it and the juices stay in that mm. way and then you end up with like perfect roast beef supposedly so i'm giving it a go wow. yeah so you're gonna beep at some point yeah yeah i have a live um i've got an app where i can actually see the temperature of my beef um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. Yeah, my beef is currently thirteen degrees centigrade. So, wow! Yeah, some cold beef. Although it was it was around that when I just had it at room temperature, so it doesn't seem to have done a lot in the last three minutes. But maybe that's about right. I'll keep an eye on it though. Okay, it seems to be working. I think anyway. Anyway, sounds something good. something will beep. We'll check in a bit though. I'll keep an eye on so it. So you're either going to have delicious roast beef or soggy raw meat, one or the other. Well, no, I think it will either be delicious roast beef or very overcooked roast beef. So, yeah, I think the, it's definitely, the oven's definitely on and the probe is in the meat. Um, it's full of euphemisms here, but um, I actually have my whiskey as well. So, Okay. I know it went what up one degree. It is reading correctly, so we're good. We're at 14 degrees. We're going to get it out at 49 degrees. So, forty-nine degrees centigrade. Yeah, that's, that doesn't that's, seem very hot. That's rare. So rare is forty-nine degrees. Medium rare is fifty-four degrees, and then anything above that, you're a heathen. So you shouldn't eat food. Okay. So yeah. I, I um, assume that's the centre of the meat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you do, if you're doing a steak, rare is forty-nine degrees centigrade, and medium rare is mm-hmm. yeah fifty-four. So that's your rough guide to go off but every bit of meat's a bit different every bit cut of beef is a bit different so it kind of it's a rough guide to go off and you can get it pretty spot yeah. on that way so yeah so yes yeah, so there we go there's cool. a little cooking uh show i started recording so we'll just say welcome welcome everybody it's been uh two and a bit months because <laughs> the last one i long. did was with you <laughs> yeah it was yeah i saw that on the yeah, um, on the so podcast we've list probably lost all our listeners so anyway never mind so maybe well, anyone that is still there yeah, um, just being broadcast to the east just <laughs> even if it's just ourselves in in 10 years in time 10 years. hello 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 me from 10 years in the future yeah um so uh or like aliens like a million light years away so they'll get this you know 
Uh, yeah, how would that? How would they get that? Is it, would it be broadcast in some kind of it's in the ether, ultra baby. high it's, frequency band? It's on the internet, <laughs> so space. maybe they do like in Futurama and, and tune in from a million light years away and watch a show that then got cancelled, and then twenty years later they appear demanding the end of the show. Or, or like Galaxy Quest. Yes, do you remember that movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's amazing. That's actually on one yeah, of the streaming funny. services. I was going to watch that, but. I haven't seen that in a while, but there's talk of a TV series for it or something. I heard I saw an article saying something about a TV series. Yeah, I think I heard something about that as well. Wasn't it? It was Alan Rickman, wasn't it? I think Alan Rickman, Sigourney Weaver, Tim Allen, um, and a few other people. I think they're the main three. Yeah, he played like the alien dude. Classic stuff. So they're going to pick this podcast up in uh, in Alpha Centauri or Proxima Centauri. Yeah. There's been some crazy, crazy kind of alien space news recently, hasn't there? I don't know whether you've picked up on any of that stuff. Yeah, there was... Normally Rogan talks about it. As soon as there's any sort of alien thing, he'll get the expert on and they'll talk about it. So <laughs> I think there was one yeah. not so long ago where he was talking about it. There was this, basically, there was this pretty much, well, a confirmed sighting by the Navy and lo- loads of people saw it and they can't really figure out what it was or, you know... They're not going all out, oh, it was an alien, but they're just like, nothing can fly like that. So <laughs> we don't know what the fuck it was. It was an absolute yeah, yeah, this... you know, definition of an, an unidentified flying object. They were like, yeah, we don't know. But we all saw Yeah, there's it, been so. some crazy ones. I haven't heard about that one, but there's, um, there was a signal picked up by SETI from Proxima Centauri, um, which they couldn't really figure out what it was. It was only a short thing, and it didn't repeat, I don't think. But... Um, they were like, that's weird. Um, so that's quite interesting. And they, they they sort of theorized it might be some kind of repeater beacon. Um, so sort of bouncing a signal kind of across the galaxy, which is quite cool. Um, and then there is... It's kind of like what we're doing. The, we're sending out a signal, aren't we? We've got one bandwidth that we keep locked off yeah. for that specifically, like a certain frequency. That yeah, but it's, it's like, I think they said it was something like a repeater station. So like in kind of radio like like um mobile phone stuff you know they they basically bounce signals off multiple masts so i think it was kind of that that was sort of the theory that it might be doing something like that um and then there was the and i can, oh, I can never remember how you pronounce it because it's a it's a um hawaiian name it's like ulo rulo i can't remember um but there's, there's a cigar-shaped object which went oh, past yeah. the Earth a couple of years ago, um, which was interstellar. It was the first interstellar object that they've confirmed. And that uh, there's a guy from, I think, Harvard who, who says that... what Because what it did, it, it displayed some really weird kind of behaviour because when it went round the sun, it accelerated away from the sun but it didn't have any emission trail. And he reckoned that the only way you could explain it was if it was doing something like a solar sail. Mm. So it was basically using the light from the sun as a solar sail to then accelerate. And they've um, theorised propulsion systems like that here, haven't they? They've yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that, that the only thing that, that could really explain that was if it's some kind of alien technology, an alien probe or something, which is pretty mad. But unfortunately, there's no way to really confirm it now because it's left the solar system. Yeah, um, gone to report back I think that's on pretty cool. the state of our planet or something. And then there is um, 
there was a really interesting one um, about Venus. Did you hear this one? Where they discovered phosphine in the upper atmosphere of Venus. And phosphine is, is can be produced by natural processes, um, non, non-organic processes. But the quantities that exist in the upper atmosphere of Venus can only... The only explanation they have for it is that it's produced by biological life. Mm-hmm. So this, the current sort of working theory is that although Venus is like a hell world, you know, just like sulfuric acid rain and incredibly high pressure on the surface, that as you go higher in the atmosphere, because um, it's had like a run, runaway greenhouse effect, yeah, yeah. but if you go higher in the atmosphere, then it might be um, habitable for microbes. So mm-hmm. you might have these like microorganisms living in the upper atmosphere of Venus. So they're, they're planning on doing like a flyby probe that samples the upper atmosphere to see if there's anything there. That's cool. Um, Pick up some sort amazing. of uh, alien virus and come back to Earth. And Yeah, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? See if it counteracts uh, um, coronavirus, you never know. Yeah, yeah, or it'll be the plot of a you know brilliant bee movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's quite interesting. I mean, and there's a I was listening to a podcast and it was sort of saying that with the technology that exists now in terms of telescopes and um, you know probes and 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 rovers and all this kind of stuff that's sort of being done, we're probably realistically only about ten years away from sort of confirming um, alien life of some form. Which will yeah, be pretty cool. incredible. I think if if that happens during my lifetime, that would be the most interesting thing, personally, that I think could happen during my lifetime. You know, because it, it changes the world just completely, yeah, doesn't it? Oh, completely, yeah. Yeah, you need wonder. Um, that would be interesting. That would be fascinating. I mean, it, the the thing is, is, it's more like it's it's more unlikely that there isn't anything that's a horrible double negative i think i think i've got that the right way around yeah. it would be surprising if there wasn't anything out there it's given, just such a huge given the size of yeah there the has universe. to be there has to be really it's just there's, yeah, an, there's math, an equation that this guy came up with isn't there that talks yeah, about the likelihood yeah. of it yeah. and but then it's the odds of actually then discovering it is that's what is, is the kind of the tricky thing because the odds of two civilizations getting to a simultaneous point where they can both communicate through multiple galaxies or whatever, yeah. send signals yeah, out yeah. at the same time it, to then do that, that that's where it gets like really yeah. infinitely, you know, unlikely that that will happen. But the odds of there actually being life is quite likely given the number of Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and and I think life. I think the big thing, like like you said there, is just the scale of it. I mean I don't know whether you've ever seen anything that's like an actual scale model of the solar system. Because no, like you always get these kind brain. of images and textbooks and stuff of like, you know, the the planets all kind of lined up basically on a ring. Wouldn't it be like that machine um, on bloody Hitchhiker's Guide where it shows you how how um, insignificant you are in relation to yeah. the size of the universe. So you actually <laughs> yeah, and then it. your brain explodes. Yeah, you just can't handle yeah. it. Unless you're Zephyr Beeblebrox, who actually is the centre of the universe, and he's just like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> hey, I'm, hey. I'm the most important thing, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. I, I think there was a guy that did it, or, or a bunch of people that did it in, over in the... Um, the salt flats in Nevada, and they and they got basically a bunch of footballs and stuff, and then and then put them at the scale that the solar system actually is, yeah, and it's yeah. just mind blowing the distances 
when you look at it like that. Yeah. Um, it's just like videos on YouTube, and you sort of understand you know, how difficult it would be to kind of travel or, or even get signals to, to other solar systems, let alone other galaxies. Yeah, I mean, it's um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, that actually got yeah. me thinking there's a new Brian Cox show coming out about the universe. Okay. I think I saw a thing. He's posing in front of is he, a, a Starscape wearing touring, a jacket. <laughs> is he touring all over the earth, going to incredible places to explain entropy? Yeah, and a really like stupid point. He's like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> I love, I love his backwards thinking. There, he's like, right, I really want to go and visit this place. So how can I yeah. factor that into this thing? Oh, I can explain um, gravity, but I need to go over to South America to to, to explain yeah, about I need two to, rocks. I need to get having... to the Puerto Moreno Glacier to explain it, or, yeah. <laughs> or the Namibian Desert to yeah. explain like how sand moves. Yeah, yeah, about entropy. <laughs> Can't you just do that in your yeah. garden, though, Brian? No, no, no. We have to go to the Namibian Desert and to, to explain <laughs> yes. entropy, and I need to build a sandcastle. Couldn't you just go to the beach down the road? No, no, we can't do that. It, it cracks me up. That show is just—it's yeah. a brilliant show. Oh, it's really so good, it. yeah. But it's what makes it interesting. Those explanations though. are good. Yeah, it's—it's. It's, it's, I think that helps. It's almost like it's like an Attenborough nature documentary, but he's explaining like cool physics. But it's—it's it's the cool places he goes and how well it's shot that makes it so good. I think. Yeah. Like his yeah, Wonders of Life great. one. It's so well shot. If you just look at it from a point of view of just you know cinematography <laughs> it's just brilliant so yeah. yeah no it's um i love all that kind of stuff it's um my my father-in-law is is into astronomy and uh yeah, that's he's right, got yeah. he does photography, he? he's got like various like yeah telescopes and stuff set up and some of the pictures he's getting now you know are, are really impressive he's getting he's getting stuff in like the um like picture of the week on the astronomical society of oh, great good. britain and stuff like that because there's just, less pollution at the moment so he's probably yeah, getting but, better results is that, that yeah i'm not sure him? actually i, I mean he's um one of the things he has to do is like all the images are taken over you know massive amounts of time like hours mm -hmm. and then he has to spend days essentially like processing the images with mm -hmm. with super complicated computer computer programs and um, yeah, isn't it all like some, infrared somehow. things, and it's all—it's—it's it's not exactly how you'd expect a normal photograph to work. It's all done, yeah. Like yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. And, he, yeah. he tries to explain it to me every now and again, and I—I I, um, <laughs> struggle to follow. Like, brain matter starts dropping uh, out of your ears. Like, yeah, yeah I, I start. Know. I start. My brain sort of like goes on autopilot whilst it's being explained to me. Yeah. Um, but the images he's getting are, are really cool. Yeah. Um, so. Yes, no, like all that stuff. I mean, that that leads quite nicely into uh, today's discussion because we can start off with sci-fi um, cartoon characters. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, so we were gonna. So to everyone listening, um, we were gonna talk about ca comedy cartoon characters, I guess, and yeah, I guess the sci-fi cartoon characters works quite well for something like Futurama or like Rick and Morty or something. Because I've been rewatching a lot of Futurama because it appeared on uh, Disney Plus the other day. Yeah, I watched I watched a few of those recently so as well. You sort of forget how good it was. It's like, still good. It's, just, it's uh, very funny. Yeah, and it, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's let's talk, let's start with Futurama then. We'll we'll bounce around as many as we can yeah, kind yeah. of um, think of until or until uh, my daughter starts screaming and I, yeah, I get dragged away. Yeah, or my beeper um, starts beeping and I gotta go and tend to my your, beef. 
your meat hits temperature. Yeah. <laughs> not not a euphemism. <laughs> not a euphemism. No, we're actually yeah. If you've just tuned in, I am actually cooking some beef at the moment. So. Um, yeah, I mean future armor. I mean, you actually sort of forget how poignant it is at times and stuff as well, and how like well, that's, that's sad what I, exactly what I was going to say. You know, there's a couple of episodes that are super sad, um, and I'm thinking, I think it's the one episode called Jurassic Bark um, with his dog. Yeah, remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sad. Yeah, because the dog just waits for him. Yeah, it's like some kind of grey fries Bobby esque story. Yeah. Um, which uh, yeah, was it's a super tear fest. <laughs> Actually, I had this conversation yeah. the other day about um, because uh, we've seen we've seen the um, the in laws and um, we were talking. We watched we watched a, a movie called um, Departures, which is a Japanese film. Um, oh, and oh, th- like three of us didn't really get emotionally affected by it, but father-in-law was was uh, sorry, Graham. If you listen to this, and I'm exposing your sentimentality, um, he was really quite affected by it, and and, um, and it was we were just having this conversation about how some people are affected by different things in terms of like things you watch or read or hear. Um, and and some people aren't and that, it was yeah it was kind of interesting but you know i think a lot of these um cartoons for want of a better word are, are, you know they're just tools to to hit you in the fields aren't they and i'm thinking of like pixar films especially and oh god and they're to, fucking like you're trying to watch up the first like what five ten minutes what, of 15, up yeah 15 like, minutes no. I, I can't watch it i can't watch it without, I just skip without being in absolute bits <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I just skip forward the first like two scenes or whatever the first, you know, and it's like yeah. I can't, oh, I can't it's and it's brilliant uh, filmmaking, but the, oh, yeah. there's a few of those Pixar ones that are just like that, and um, you know, the, I'm thinking of like Coco as well. Have you seen Coco? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's really. Yeah, good. I mean that's that's really sort of sad. It's kind of joyously sad at the end, isn't it? But still, yeah, they do it well. Yeah. Um, did you watch the new one with um, Soul? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we just watched yeah, it the good. other day. Actually, yeah, I really like that. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, th- I, it didn't get brilliant reviews. It sort of got sort of mediocre reviews, but but oh, we really, really enjoyed yeah. it. I and, liked um, it. Yeah. One thing I really liked about it was, um, well, one Richard Iwadi, who is amazing. Yeah, he plays that. Um, yeah, he plays <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, the... Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and uh, the music, so. The score by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so different to like a lot of other Pixar scores. Quest Love out the roots playing the drums in um, for it, I think as well. Um, or, he's, or he's one of the voices. He's the voice of the drummer, and I think he's playing the drums in that as well, uh, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, no. We yeah, really enjoyed good. it. I really liked um, it. Yeah. I didn't get I didn't get as sad what she sold as maybe some of the other ones. No, no, I didn't. It was ones, actually. A, I think maybe they. I don't know. I wonder if that's a deliberate thing. They thought no, maybe everyone can't quite handle the depths of yeah. despair at the moment. So let's make something a bit happier. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, but the beginning of the beginning of art. I oh, mean, that, Jesus. For me, that's like a, a sort of um, an assessment of someone's character. Like if you don't cry at the beginning of art. Yeah. You've got some kind of like emotional Something damage. Yeah, just take a step away <laughs> yes. from them. Yeah. yeah, you're like, oh, psychopath alert. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's um it's brilliant. It's it's just genius, genius filmmaking. Yeah. But yeah, but but you get 
I think it's when you're watching something that sort of surprises you when you get that kind of thing. I mean, like, and Futurama is a really good example because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it does you know, that. Sort it's... of goofball, screwball, silly comedy. Although, yeah, actually quite clever in terms of its mathematical content and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then you know, suddenly, all of a sudden, you get this emotional hit. Yeah, so, like even the ones I watched it the other day, the one where Fry eats that uh, egg sandwich at the rest stop and gets these like microbes in his thing like these worms essentially and they just sort of form this civilization inside him and then start making him more intelligent and then he starts uh tr- he's trying to get with leela at the time obviously he, that's that running kind of romantic yeah. thing yeah. and he play he learns the hollow sax or whatever it is you know that instrument yeah um and then he's really amazing at that but then he decides he should revert back to who he was because does she love him for the fact that he's a super clever guy who can play this incredible music and all this stuff um yeah so then he he goes into his own body and sabotages his brain and stuff and then yeah um leader leaves him which is a bit of a cunt move really but anyway and then uh <laughs> then at the end you see him in his in a room by himself trying to play the hollow sax thing and he can't get it quite yeah. as good but it just it comes up with him and leela in this really like deformed kind of yes things. i remember that one yeah just that playing one, and that, he's really sad and it's like oh yeah that's that's pretty brutal that's just like oh, yeah God. i remember being really affected by that one when yeah. i first saw it because because again it blindsides you you're not expecting to get that kind of level of emotion no no um, it's a really funny episode like, it's like it's, it's really amusing like them all miniaturizing themselves and going into um into his body to try and destroy these worms yeah yeah no definitely and the the one the other one that did that kind of recently which again i wasn't really expecting it to do maybe not quite as sad but definitely poignant um was rick and morty the last episode of <laughs> season four yeah. Um, yeah with the with his plain daughters oh it's super dark yeah. man it's just so yeah it gets um yeah that gets really uh yeah full on it's like because even the third season ended pretty darkly. It was like everyone just it's shunned It's really him. bleak. It's <laughs> yeah, really yeah, bleak. Oh, completely, yeah. It's, yeah, you're like, whoa. If you listen <laughs> to an interview, there's a podcast I listen to with one of the one of the creators of Rick and Morty, not Justin Roiland, the other guy. So not the guy who okay. does all the voices, it's the other guy. He was on a podcast with uh, this comedian called Duncan Trussell. And this was about two years ago, I suppose it was. And it was when Trump was in and and it was just looking really bleak for America. And he came on and he was just so down and just despondent about America and what was going on in the world. And he was, it was really like, you could really see, you're like, fucking hell, okay, I get why the show is like that. Because it's it just, it's a reflection of how he was feeling at the time. And that would have been around that season three um he was feeling yeah. that so you can really see how it ended that way and because it, it got pretty dark and then season four you know same sort of thing but yeah it's um, it's, it's really interesting it's so isn't it and like the you know and i think of another show that that um kind of it's it much it's, it's very emotionally intelligent i suppose that's the, the right word for it and that's um bojack horseman yeah yeah and uh that's that's just astonishing especially i think it's in the third or fourth season where they they're talking about like um depression um and he's he's sort of remembering back to his mum who had dementia and yeah 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 you know yeah. And you have these you have these bits where like abusive you, you think you're seeing it from her yeah you're seeing it i think from her mind's point of view and and everyone's faces are erased 
and and I was just like, I was like, oh my god, you know, that this is a such a such an amazing visual depiction of of these conditions. Um, You know, people talking kind of muffled and and it's 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 really interesting because like unless anyone out there hasn't realised this already, I'm a a massive animation fan. You know, I, I love animation. I have done for years. And, and uh, you know, right back from when I was a kid and I used to watch, like, Tom and Jerry cartoons with my grandpa, who was, mm. who was a big fan of it. And uh, and one thing that I always get really frustrated by, especially with, you know, people of our parents' generation, and I don't know why this is, but they, they just think of cartoons as for children. And I find it, I find it so frustrating, you know, whether it. it's CGI or whatever. And, and you're like, no, it's, it's just a medium, you know, mm. it's just like film or, you know, you just, you've only got to look at like Japanese animation to realize oh, yeah, it's yeah. not for children. Um, talking of and, Tom and Jerry and also Roadrunner, when you rewatch them as an adult, you realize that Jerry's a proper little dick. And you don't. You actually want Tom to catch him and kill him. And the same with the yeah. Roadrunner. You actually side with Wiley Coyote. You just like actually, Roadrunner's a complete dickhead. Like he's a he's a bit of a bell end, really. I don't know. I just I side with the bad guys in those ones for some reason. I don't know why yeah. it is. I'm just sorry <laughs> they, for it. They, they try and try and try and get yeah. and get an anvil dropped on them. Like Jerry time. is like properly abusive to Tom. It's like it's really it's actually pretty full on. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, that's yeah. like really dark. You've just completely. Like, it's just it's like fucked up. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah right. No, so, I, I haven't yeah. watched any of that oh, stuff. Oh mate, for watch Tom and Jerry time, again. But... You're just like, oh my god, <laughs> Jerry's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> really he is it's like, yeah so I don't know yeah it's funny you, you watch yeah. these things no, I'll have to check things. it out it's, yeah but, it's, um, it's hilarious when you're just like oh my god there we go that'll be a good uh, way it's very to, considerate of her and, and uh, her demands for food and attention yeah babies need all this bloody attention <laughs> Jesus um, yeah, it's, it's an outrage yeah I know terrible so yeah welcome back everyone so we uh it's part two of our conversation so uh i know john you were saying we were talking about tom and jerry but then we uh we both since watched justice league schneider cut so we may as well just talk about that for a bit and then we can get back into what we were yeah, talking what, about what a segue tom tom and jerry to, <laughs> to, to superman yeah. and wonder woman so okay. um i guess we'll have to flag a little spoiler alert here so if you haven't watched it get your shit together it's been out two days so Everyone should have watched it. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, it's taken long enough to get the to get that version out, so everyone should have just jumped straight on it, basically. So um, Yeah, so we, we were saying that it's um it's quite it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because like the the reviews for this are a real mixed bag. Um and it you know it goes yeah, right from the gambit that. of like five star reviews to one star reviews. And yeah, so weird, I, I always quite like it when there's movies like that because um if nothing else you get good talking points. Yeah. Uh, the the one that I can really think of like that that I always sort of um, go back to in these sorts of conversations is um, Darren Aronofsky's The Fountain, which oh, I don't okay. know whether you've seen that or not. But yeah, the um, when they ran the review for that movie in uh, in Empire magazine, they actually ran two two reviews side by side. They ran one five star review next to a one star review, <laughs> <laughs> which is which really sort of cracked me up. And and that's. That's the kind of nice thing about um, these sorts of things, isn't it? It's like, you know, it, it, I, and I'm guilty of this as much as anyone. It's You tend to, like, look at reviews and scores before you go and see something. I, I try not necessarily read reviews, but 
um, yeah, you get kind of a feel of what people like and what they don't like, and and that can be good and it can be bad. Um, so, yeah, this is a this is an interesting one to talk about. I think. Yeah, I tend not to. I find actually sometimes a review can really sway how you're going to think about it going into the movie, and I think it it's better to just complete even after you've seen it. I tend not to read reviews now either because I just think it just could ruin what I take away from it potentially. So I just don't bother with them anymore. I just think, well, everyone's different and I just, I don't see the yeah. point. I just think, yeah. I, I think know. you're right. I, I think there's, again, there's sort of two ways of looking at it. One, one thing is that obviously, yeah, like you say, reviews can kind of color your opinion and change how you see something. But there's also the flip side is there's so much stuff out there now, whether it's music or, movies or tv shows that that there's just too much and and if you don't want to wade through potential crap then you need some kind of guide to to sort of point you in the in the right direction so you can best use your time uh yeah, so, so but, it yeah it's, it's it can cut both ways but um yeah i do i do tend what, what i try and do is maybe you know look at reviews but then keep my mind open going into it and i'm i'm well aware that there is things that i like or don't like that the critics do or don't like if that makes sense yeah. and you have to sort of i think try and keep your own opinion like like we said before the, the worrying thing for me about um some of the the dc universe stuff um is that i think i've i've enjoyed some of it more than maybe some of the critics have and um, especially like we talked about the extended cut of Batman v Superman, I think that is much better than the theatrical yeah, really good, cut yeah. of that movie because it, it flows more. And, and um, as long as you've got, you, you sort of understand that, you know, the runtime is going to be like three hours or whatever it is when you go into it, then it, it, it's funny because like, you know, they bang on at the moment about how good, how it's like the golden age of television and long form narrative. Mm. But actually in a funny kind of way, these long films are a long form narrative. They're a way oh, yeah. of expanding characters and going into greater detail. Um, a bit like Lord of the Ring, Rings extended mm. versions, you know, yeah, you get I, more I mean, depth in it. And I don't find, I don't really notice the length. Like I didn't with like, with um, the Schneider cut, it was just, it just worked and you just, you're captivated in the whole period of time. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't really mind that at all. It's, it's, um, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And, and we didn't either. And, and, um, you know, both Kat and I enjoyed it a lot, a lot when we watched it last night. We watched it over two nights, actually, like in two-hour chunks. Because um, I just don't, I think we we just couldn't do four hours. <laughs> but, but yeah, we we enjoyed it. Kat said she preferred the first half to the second half, which was interesting. Um, and maybe that's got more of the kind of well, the in a funny kind of way, character-driven. Yeah, it's more sort of like you know that. Really kicks in, it? Yeah, exactly. It's like sort of character development stuff. Um, you know, like where you meet. You know the Flash and and Cyborg and that, and um, they they're really nicely done. They you know especially the Flash one really reminded me of Watchmen. And again, mm. you know I I really liked the long cut of Watchmen. Yeah, that's um, great. Which which again puts you at odds with with some critics. And I, I think it's yeah, a tricky I don't one know, as well. Critic, I, just because a critic does, I mean, a lot of critics are complete fucking idiots, and they just almost yeah. don't like it because they just. 
being miserable bastards or something? Are they just trying to find fault in stuff? Because I guess they think that's their job because they're a critic. They have to criticise. Rather, I, it just seems. So I just yeah. think a lot of them are just morons. So I, that's why I don't. Really I think understand. that I think that is true for definitely for some of them. But I think I think one thing you've, you've always got to be slightly careful of um, is the sort of toxic fan base stuff. And this this is sort of goes into our conversation about star wars as well and and that really ugly backlash against the last jedi you know and uh, i never got that i was i quite liked it (laughs) yeah i I loved it and i'd love the kind of you know the sort of the um the different things that it did and the feminist messages and and things like that and and uh and i I, I, it sort of worried me that because certainly when Batman v Superman came out and the whole release the Snyder Cut thing, there was this conversation about you know toxic fandom, and there was just, it was supposed to be a certain type of person that was pushing for this movie, and I think no, that's probably really. broad generalisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and didn't they really talked get about because I just think it just people were like that. He he made the movie originally. It got kind of butchered by Joss Whedon, and then it's like, well, it would be good to actually yeah. see his version no, I, of it, wasn't it? So I think... Well, well you're right, there are... Where I am with it. Yeah, but, I think there's just, um, there are a group of people that were... It was maybe a bit toxic, but, um, you know, like The Last it's, Jedi. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's the danger of, you know, again, the sort of social media chat, isn't it? And how people you know, sit behind their computer screens and, and feel it's okay to, to rant and scream and abuse people. I mean, the, the stuff on The Last Jedi, you know, the... the the really kind of you know horrendous misogynist racist stuff they put against certain actors in that movie was just appalling um and yeah i i I, i'm sure there are some people that you know wanted this snyder cut release that are like that but equally there's probably a load of fairly moderate normal people as well which i'd like to think that we fit into that category yeah 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 and it and it was much better i mean I don't know if his original oh, version better. would have been that long. It obviously wouldn't have been. But I think it almost worked out for the better that it happened this way because we wouldn't have got this version of the film had it been a theatrical release, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's incredible. It's so surprising that they have released it, yeah. you know, from, from all the from all the chat that they were never... Warners were like, no, we're never going to release that. Yeah. Um, just, the, the Warners seem... They seem like, like a lot of these big studios. They're quite... Uh, bullish when it comes to this kind of conversation so i was amazed when they walked it back and said they were well, going to do this because they've lost um, a fuckload of money from the cinema collapse in the last year and then hba max were like hello here's loads of money we're just going to do this <laughs> and so that, that's probably why yeah. in the end and then yeah, yeah it's interesting it's, isn't it and the fact that i think i read an article that it was saying about just none of the executives at HBO Max or Warner had any involvement in the Schneider Cut. It was all just him and his, you know, producers. And so he had no limitations and no one telling him what to do. It really is a film based well, exactly yeah. as he wanted to create. Really, I mean, it's it's um, it's awesome. I mean, and even the interesting yeah. way of shooting it in, well, having it in the four by three ratio for IMAX. I, I I thought it looked amazing actually, and and um, one of the things we really noticed that that his movies feel really kind of painterly. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the way he uses slow-mo to, to sort of freeze a frame and you get these kind of these frozen images that look like oil paintings, don't they? And, and uh, you know, like the bits with Aquaman and the, the wave and, yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And, and uh, you know, various other things. And uh, yeah, it, it, it looked incredible. He did 300, I, I think, didn't he? 
Did he do three hundred? He did, yeah. Yeah. yeah so the see the the bit with the um, Amazonians at the, towards the start when Steppenwolf comes and jacks them up and they have that little battle that reminded me yeah. a lot of three hundred, like the way that was yeah. done. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, I I really like three hundred and yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. and uh, there's no one else that's shot a film that looks like that. And yes, it's got a load of, you know, guys with the pecs out and standing in their pants, but Um, it looks amazing on an OLED TV. That film is so good. Yeah. It just, just, it's really beautiful. Like the the, the way it's shot and, and, um, you know, some of the scenes of like, I don't know, the monsters and stuff. And I think it's really cool. I've always really enjoyed that. And, um, yeah, like I say, not just because it's men in pants, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, no, it's, no, it's great. Um, yeah, I mean, no, it's, we really enjoyed it. It's well it worth watching cool. if anyone it, hasn't seen it. It's, um, yeah. And there's some real good standout action scenes as well. I really liked the uh, the fight scene in the in the um, Striker Island and in the sort of tube. And Batman's got his like sort of tick tank thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's really cool. Yeah. And, All uh, the little fight scenes, like the thing at the towards the start with Wonder Woman in the bank. Uh, was it bank yeah, that was that um, was brilliant too. Museum or whatever it was. So there was that was awesome. Then you've got the um, the scene with uh, Superman. Spoiler alert: when he um, gets resurrected, um, which is oh, when yeah, so when he's good. not got his memories back. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that, that was so good. That was really cool. <laughs> he's just like yeah, he's a badass. <laughs> The bit where he's like holding all all like was it four of them down or three of them down, and then the flash yeah. is coming in from the side, and then Superman just in like super slow mo, just his eyes look over, and then the flash just sees him doing that, and he's like, oh, and then yeah, yeah he just jacks him up. Yeah, it's very cool. And yeah, the, the flash was really good as well. Like, it's yeah, Barry, yeah. is it Barry Norman? No, what's his name? Barry <laughs> the film reviewer. <laughs> Barry Norman. Yeah, uh, yeah. Barry. Uh, the bit where, Barry the, White. The bit where they are. Yeah, the bit where they are like resurrecting Superman, and here he goes super fast and just touches the mother box. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, just, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just really nicely nicely shot. I think you know you can you can level criticisms of like you could edit certain stuff down. But you know, why the fuck not just do it like this? Yeah, I mean, and it, it, it had its like it was like this is really well shot and you know moody and and the character thing, and then there were some real super cheesy bits as well. Like it was like this like perfect blend of like almost like neo noir yeah. kind of like dramatic cinema and super cheesy superhero stuff. And, <laughs> it was cool. And I think the other thing is I think it, it feels really different from the MCU. And yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I I love Much the MCU. Dark, yeah. I'm I'm massive, you know, yeah, yeah. card carrying MCU fan, and and uh, literally have a signed Stan Lee poster in our house. Nice. Um, so, but it's just different, you know. The the MCU um, is just going and going for a whole different kind of vibe, isn't it? It's mm. much much funnier for a start. I mean, those those films are really funny, but they're yeah. also really poignant as well, and and um, yeah, yeah I mean, the um, only comic side in Justice League is the Flash, really, and just and there's only like maybe two or three moments, and that's kind of it, really. Yeah, it? it's, um, I think that I think that's what they tried to amp up, didn't they, with Josh Josh Whedon? Yeah, yeah, they 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 tried to make it a Marvel film, basically, which is why it didn't really work. Yeah, because DC has to yeah. be darker; it was always darker, even the comics and stuff. And um, and I was saying this yesterday, wasn't I? But the how um, Batman is portrayed, how um, what's his face? 
Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. I, I really like his. I, I really like his Bruce Wayne, and I really like his Batman. It's actually. I, I think he's really good. It, it just plays this um, kind of quite jaded, dark Batman. Um, yeah, and 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 again, that, that fits with the, the comics, doesn't it? Because um, the old Batman is grizzled, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sort of um, Batman Returns and all that, and, and you know, he's jaded and. And, and it's, it's a funny thing about, you know, all of, one of the criticisms levelled at, at, at um, the whole DC universe thing is that Superman's really dour and he should be like this beacon of hope, which I kind of think he is in this, but he goes about it in a roundabout kind of way. And they say that, that Batman shouldn't kill people. And it's like, well, you know, there have been bits in the comic books where he does kill people and he kills people in, in the bloody... Um, Tim Burton Batman, you know, there's, there's definitely people that don't make it out of those movies. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's um, it's not so much cold blooded murder. It's, it's, it's it? just uh, wrong place, wrong time. I threw you off a building yeah. kind of by accident, but kind of not sort of things. <laughs> I don't know. I'll yeah, drive my car yes. through your car. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be awesome to see those those films in IMAX, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I think yeah, that's the whole thing. Is like it, I I really hope. I guess when things get settled down that they release that in IMAX. Um, there's certain films I definitely want to see. I want to go and see Tenet in IMAX and also that would I need to see Tenet again just to see if I can figure out what the hell happened in that yeah. movie because <laughs> yeah. it made not a lot of sense. I kind me. of get what was going on, but when it started going forward and backwards and that those scenes were playing out, in forwards and backwards time simultaneously. Yeah, that, that, you mean the That's, bit at the end? That that was like that was I like, did not understand uh, what the hell. And was then the going bit with the car that. chase as well. That kind of a bit before the end. That bit as well. It has the same thing. You just like, I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> it's cool. Though. It looks very pretty. <laughs> it's amazing. But, but, um, I kind of get it, but not quite. It's like, uh, okay, yeah. So he's done that forwards, and then that, and then yeah. But then in, in the last scene, he they, he opens up a third timeline, doesn't he? It's like, oh fuck, what? So, yeah. yeah yeah no it's um i need to watch that again mm. it's uh it it felt like he was being complicated for the sake of being complicated well no um, i i don't yeah. think so i just think that it was the premise of the film that was that so it's just how he was trying to get that across and this mad group of people that do this stuff and um so i don't know yeah i, mean, I, I quite like it yeah, um I think I think I, I think it was probably one of those movies that that maybe hopefully gets better the more you see it and and Inception was kind of like that as well because I, I remember the first time I saw Inception there was like bits of that I was just like uh, <laughs> I don't really cool. fully understand Inception. that but yeah Inception is awesome but yeah that that gets better the more you watch it I think yeah I watch that quite a lot that's good in four I think I think Interstellar does as well I think that that movie improves the more you see it yeah see I've only seen that maybe twice i think if that maybe it's only seen it once i can't remember but i was going to wait until i got the 4k box set which i do have now but i just never got around to watching it again so it's yeah one i should watch maybe i'll watch that tonight that's surprising there's there's an interesting article that was on um on empire actually um just around the snyder cut coming out and it was talking about i think it was like the top director's cut movies that, that have been released mm-hmm. um, and that's well worth a read because uh okay yeah i'm going to try and think what they might be so Schneider cut yeah, definitely. Um, obviously Watchmen. I think that was awesome. Yeah, uh, director's cut of Leon, which I still haven't seen, but I want to get. And you can only oh, seem to buy in yeah, England. I've seen so that now. I might, I might buy yeah, that. Yeah, that was on the list. That um, I, I really enjoyed that. It's um, 
I'd never seen it before, and I I got the movie. I think I got it like Christmas time because like iTunes are throwing it out for like cut. three quid or something. Yeah, and I, it didn't actually say that it was the director's cut, but I watched it and I was like, oh, this is the director's cut. And because um, I, I looked yeah, on iTunes, but it didn't great. seem to say that it was. So I was like, is that the director's cut? I don't know. So yeah, I, it I've is. Been... Yeah, if it's like the kind of red picture of him, um, then yes, it's the director's cut. I don't know. Um... Hang on, where's my Apple TV? Yeah, I, I, um, I was going to get it on that, but then I wasn't sure. And then I, I, I mean, you can buy it on 4K disc off Amazon in the UK. So I, I mean, you know, I could just do that and just get it posted over here. So um, it well, might just, be one just, of those. I, that's I'd worth say just, on just get it on iTunes because they had it on super cheap a little while ago. So it might still yeah. be like that. But it's it's well worth watching. Um, it has, it has. Uh, you can see why the <laughs> the censors didn't like it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, yeah, other directors cut. Uh, obviously, Aliens. That must be yeah, in there. That was in there, um, and they were sort of saying it's a toss-up between theatrical and extended as to which one's better. I think extended for me. That's apparently what Cameron um, and Sigourney Weaver think, yeah. and I, I tend to agree. Um, but you know, the people that say that the theatrical cut has the the better tension because obviously you don't see anything in Hadley's Hope until all hell breaks loose and you never see the colonists alive. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I guess so. So that that is, oh, rain is yeah, yeah, that is quite a good kind of pacing thing. Um, but yeah, I do true. like all the extended stuff with like when you find out about her daughter and, and yeah, things yeah. Like that, so. Maybe there's an in between cut that they could do <laughs> so you don't I think get the, probably the is, stuff yeah. at the beginning. I think you'd, and then... you'd maybe have some of it but not all of it I've heard director's um, cut obviously Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings yeah I actually really liked this is a bit obscure but I really liked Brotherhood of the Wolf the extended director's cut of okay that. yeah that wasn't did. in there god I haven't seen that movie in a long time did you ever watch the director's cut though as opposed to I the theatrical version I don't so it's fucking amazing it's just basically got a lot more violence in it so that's why I like it and there's a whole <laughs> scene you know in Brotherhood of the Wolf, you've obviously got um, uh, Mark Dacascus's character is like the badass martial artist who kicks everyone's ass throughout yeah. the movie, and you don't see the white guy. You don't know he's a badass as well until right at the end when he just flips out and fucks everyone up. At the is that very you mean the baddie, no, the good guy. So the, you know the two main oh, okay. characters, the white guy and then Mark. Yeah, Dacascus. it's such a long time since yeah. I've seen that. So in the director's cut, one of the one of the scenes is at the very beginning, and they're riding into the town and it's pissing it down with rain, and they get confronted by a load of the lawmen from the town or whatever. I can't remember what the the beef is with them, but there's like ten of them, and um, they basically want to start on these the two dudes and the white guy gets off his horse and just fucks them all up and then just they get back on the horse and off they go into the town um but that's not in the theatrical version because it's he like he almost holds that um knowledge right. that, this, that the white guy's a badass as well as mike dacascus character so it's but in the director's cut you see this scene and this fight scene is unbelievable it's such a good fight scene it's a shame i mean it's like, oh why didn't they put that in but i get why because of yeah. the narrative and why they did it because it's the the realization towards the i'll end have, that, to, I'll have yeah. to check that out i haven't seen that movie it's in great man time. if you can get the director's cut i mean the two differences the cover the red one was the theatrical cover uh, release and the bluish grayish one was the director's cut and i think i got it on okay b- b- dvd or something i saw it and i was like oh yes and i got that and yeah, I've not watched it in ages, actually. It's probably one I might like to rewatch. But that's a good movie. 
Yeah, it is a good movie. I think it, I, I remember at the time, you know, it had some fairly ropey CGI, didn't it? Even even for back then, but it was a fairly low budget French yeah, movie, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so. and you've got to watch it in French. Really, it's much better in French with oh, subtitles yeah, yeah, than the dubbed version. So, yeah, um, you never watch something like that in no. dubbed. It's just yeah, wrong. The only thing you um, watch dubbed is um, uh, Ghibli stuff, I guess. Because yeah, you can you're allowed to do that because they they did really good sort of um, translations and, and voice cast for it so that is permitted but like watching like Crouching Tiger or something and it's a oh god no. Just like, oh my god <laughs> no, no, I remember no. when I bought it on disc and like it, it was defaulted to the dubbed version and I was like what the fuck is going on so I had to like yes. flick it around and like actually even um, Lupin was like that as well I think initially yeah, on Netflix it defaults yeah you've got to be careful on Netflix like, so, yeah you're right it defaults to, to yeah, dubbed like, oh, which god, is I, I found really really upsetting yeah it's I literally like, got about four words in and I was like you think, wait a minute isn't this yeah, a French <laughs> how stupid do you think that the, the audience is. Yeah, yes. and um, I mean, but, um, but Omar Sy is such a good actor. You can't have him dubbed. I mean, he he probably does the English dub for himself, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah. But you've got to watch that. I mean, it's like it'd be like watching but, uh, the but, Untouchables um, dubbed or something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But like, but the, the Ghibli ones, you can get away with it, and and arguably it's better watching the dubs for that because it gives you more time to concentrate on the art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, reading subtitles, subtitles, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're very, they're very good. Um, but yeah, can you think of, of what other movies were in the extended cut list? Yeah, I was just trying to think. Um, extended cuts of other movies. So a few, a few big classics that that uh, that should spring to mind fairly quickly. Oh, I don't know. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. Uh, well, there wasn't any Star Wars ones because they kind of fucked those up. If those. Yeah. Um, Sci-fi. Uh, so yeah, Blade Runner. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Final cut of that. So yeah, final cut. That's the one to go for. Um, and actually, talking of the final cut, um, uh, Apocalypse Now. As well. Yeah, that was on there as well. Yeah. That's the other one. I, I have that on 4K Spotify, disc. But... I haven't watched it yet, but I bought it when it was an offer. So it's, yeah, it's the, I have the it. Ultimate I have it 4K iTunes, and again, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. It's it's one that Cat hasn't seen, so <clears throat> I'm just waiting Good for film. a suitable time that we can sit down and watch that first film um, to pioneer so, surround sound uh sound designer yeah. walter merch was uh, behind that kid quadraphonic sound for it and then we'll see the, the other sound one design with the helicopters in that famous scene yeah yeah no definitely i'm i'm quite looking forward to seeing that um the the other one that's in there which kind of surprised me really i did know about this but it's never really been on my radar is um the shining ah okay so in the UK, there's, there's two different cuts of The Shining. There's an American cut and a UK cut. And the American cut is like 14 minutes longer or something like that. Mm. Um, and I've never seen that. And I, and I think most people in the UK haven't because it's not readily available. Or it wasn't. I think they've just released a 4K disc of it now, um, just recently. Um, but well, I've I never seen, seen that. It's so. such a long time. I just... God knows oh, it's like it's pretty much my favourite film. One of my favourite films. I absolutely I love can, The Shining. I um, see if I can find the US cut of it. Uh, and get it. well, the, the other one that you know, moving on from The Shining, that's also on the list is Doctor Sleep and the long cut of Doctor Sleep. Ah, okay. I don't know if you've seen that. Or I haven't not. actually seen that. No, I wanted to actually. I know why I didn't watch that. I wanted to rewatch The Shining first before I watched Doctor Sleep because it, The Shining's so fate, fuzzy for me. Um, because I yeah. watched it when I was quite young, I think. So, 
probably yeah, when university days I'm stained a lot, so I don't have, barely remember it. Probably. Yeah, it's it's such a good movie. It's so good, and and uh, and Doctor Sleep is is decent as well. Yeah, it is good, and uh, it's done by Mike Flanagan, who's the director of your favourite TV show that you can't make it through. Oh God, fuck that. Yeah, uh, what's it called? <laughs> the Haunting of Hill House. Oh, it, Doctor Sleep is not as scary as that. That's terrifying. Um, I'm still on episode is, is more four like, or something. Or three. I know, like. he's so, such a... Such I got a to win. the bit with the kid he, when, he, when he went down in the dumb waiter and got stuck, and I was like, no. <laughs> that is scary. <laughs> I was like, and that monster thing crawls towards and I was like, nah, nah, turn it off. And that's it. But I keep watching it at night with the lights off in the house, so it's like, but that's the only, that's the only way you can really watch it because you, you need complete darkness. And, and on the OLED TV, like literally everything, because there's no backlight, everything's yeah. black until, unless you see these things. It's, it's, it's even more terrifying. It's just, yeah. This no, is, this no. is going to be an ongoing theme of these podcasts if we carry on doing them, is, is your inability to get through that show. <laughs> and the, I'll have to try. The inability for us to fully talk about it. Yeah. Because yeah, oh, you, if you get past that episode, you've got two of the best episodes of TV. I know, right you're saying there. I try, try to get to it. And what's worse is I told my friends about it, um, my friend Sam and her sister, um, so they they both live together. They're like sisters who live together, like down the, not too far from me. And I was telling them yeah. about it because they they were looking for something to watch and they like the sort of scary stuff and things. And I told them about it. And I said it's terrifying. You got to watch out. You know, you know all this sort of stuff. And they watched it. They were a bit drunk and they watched it and they were just like, "What? It's not that bad." <laughs> it made me look like a right <laughs> vagina, basically. <laughs> So I was like, oh, oh. I was like, are you sure you watched the right one? The one, you know. I mean, you're, you're a 40 plus year old man. You should really be able to deal with it. No, nah, I don't know. I might try again. We'll see. But it, yeah, no, it's fucking, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, there's not a lot of I, the scary movies. I, I love horror movies, as you know. Yeah. Um, there's not that many that actually properly frighten me. But there are bits in bits in Hill House that really kind of get under your skin. I think. Oh yeah, they just it's so well done. I mean, it's. But like all of those things, you have to kind of get into the right mindset, and you have to go with it. You know, it's it's always easy to kind of rip holes and stuff if you if you're trying to do that. Event Horizon is still terrifying. I think. I mean. yeah i mean that that's actually that's an interesting one talking of extended cuts that wasn't on the list but there is supposed to be um a long cut of of event horizon which i think has apparently now been lost and it's the version that they released in cinemas originally and that's the version that i saw first and it scared the absolute crap we went we went together didn't we We guy wilkins and my dad it was you me no it's just you me and your dad i think and then i I think guy guy went with you might have gone again with Guy and then his mates, and obviously, was it Dan walked out because he was terrified? I think Dan, a Guy walked out. Oh, did he? <laughs> but, but yeah, because I remember watching it on like video or DVD afterwards, and I was like, this is different. You know, this is not that. the same movie. Um, yeah, and apparently there is like a, a lost cut of that, which is has lots more of that kind of like hellscape stuff in it, which is really troubling because like. The, the original flashbacks were apparently like much much longer you know the sort of torture stuff and um it was that, pretty terrifying because yeah, we were like yeah. 14 or something <laughs> to see it like really like yeah it was an 18 <laughs> movie wasn't it your dad got us in and it's like we probably shouldn't have gone to see it <laughs> yeah I, it was, I, it was, I, I can't remember how old we must we must not have been legally allowed to see that when we went to see it oh no definitely not it was an 18 i am um, 
yeah. DB. I'm going to see when it, it came was, out. It was, we, we it can, was properly uh, full on. We can like figure the, it out through maths, original John, cut of how it. old we were. Yeah, <laughs> I could look up the release date. 1997, so okay, 16, so we were 17, 16, 17. So yeah, yeah, okay, so all right, that's not so bad then. Yeah, that it's was, still that terrifying, was but yeah, I, I still remember <laughs> it. It really like messing everyone up. I think even my dad was a bit ruffled by it. Um, yeah, was he thinking, so, "Oh fuck, I shouldn't have taken the kids to see this"? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> no, I, I um. I can't remember. But the, the, talking of like going to cinema trips with with dads, do you remember going to see Highlander three with your dad? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember seeing <laughs> that it. Was a, that was a bizarre one, wasn't it? Like you and I loved it because we were about God knows, I don't know, whatever, how old we were, fifteen, whatever, yeah. and we were like, oh yeah, swords and stuff. Yeah, that's what like, it was. It was just lightning, and yeah. your dad was just like, that was shit. <laughs> Because I think he was obviously a fan of the first movie, which was is is yeah. a pretty good and film. Think, it's still good. I think probably in hindsight, your dad was probably right. Yeah, so, I think the first um, movie is the best of all of them for sure. Oh, the first you, movie is classic. Going back on it, it's, yeah. it, it's it's a terrible film. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's it's dreadful in all sorts of ways, but it's one of those movies that's so terrible it's brilliant. And, I think there's uh, a director's cut of that. I don't know. I've never seen that, I but it's so is. quotable. Like, and I yeah. love all the stuff with Sean Connery in it. And, yeah, he's you know, it's just. <laughs> It's safe. I know so Highlander good. Two was terrible. I Highlander Two was appalling because they they basically rewrote the whole kind of mythology. Yeah, of it yeah. They, they just suddenly came from space, and it was just yeah, like, like, what the? What are you about? Yeah. <laughs> this is, this I do remember shit. watching it a few times though, as a kid. It was one of those ones that would just appear on TV late at night on like Channel Four or something, and you just like watch it. But um, but it, that was in yeah. the period of that kind of like horror future kind of dystopian kind of vibe of movies that were coming out there was like that and then fortress and um i don't know like uh oh what was the uh escape the one from with, new york um, and those sort of films and it was that oh kind of futuristic, God, there, was, there was one with christian bale and and uh gun cutter what was that oh called? yeah 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 equilibrium yeah yeah i yeah, still like right. that. that 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 came out around about then didn't yeah, it? yeah yeah like fascist futuristic um, regime but with yeah yeah gun kung fu <laughs> Yeah, it was a strange movie. It was cool though. I mean, it, it, the, some of the fight scenes in it are still good. I mean, they're they're really well done. Like the, yeah. the scene at the end where he just goes in and just jacks everyone up. That's yeah, still pretty yeah. cool. I can't remember it very well. Yeah, he cuts the guy's face the, off. Uh, <laughs> it's great. Going back to the yeah the extended cut chat. The other one I can remember from the list, which I very much agree with, is Kingdom of Heaven. Ah. So the um, three hours uh, and fourteen minutes. I don't yeah, think I've seen the, that. Yeah, it's the kind of follow-up that, that um, uh, oh, God, brain's gone. It's too early. Um, what's the director? <laughs> Ridley on. Scott. Oh, is it Ridley Scott? Um, yeah, it's, it's the one he oh, did yeah. after Gladiator, I think. Mm. And um, the the extended cut, like Kingdom of Heaven got pretty panned when it came out. Um, but if you, watch, right. <clears throat> if you watch the extended cut, it's much better. Oh, okay. um, the pacing's better and the, the characters are more rounded and the motivations are different. And I guess at yeah, that time uh, they just wasn't, you just didn't have movies that length, did you? So that's, I guess that's why there were these shorter theatrical releases well, going on. It just seems like had Lawrence now, of Arabia and you know, well, like so, yeah. days gone by. Well, but, yeah, that was um, well before. I mean, but it always seems yeah, to be that kind was, of two-hour mark was the kind of magic yeah. kind of movie length. For, but the, the Kingdom of Heaven one even had things like an intermission. Uh, so, 
Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> probably was sort of leaning into that, well, that the Lawrence Schneider Arabia, cut, Arabia vibe. The minute the little release they did of the Schneider cut in movie theaters had it has an intermission. Um, so really, they released it cinematically in, in some of the US uh, in the US market, I believe. Yeah, huh. some releases there, but interesting. Um, yeah, so there was a uh, um, intermission. I guess at the end yeah, of part two. Yeah, you definitely two, need a wee halfway through that. Yeah, it's pretty long. So, <laughs> but the way it's broken up into those little sections, it's perfect to just pause it then and then you just get back into. Yeah, it, that's, so. that's exactly what we did actually. We were yeah. like, oh, we'll pause it on the next section. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, and it just do keeps you want to talk going more about on, doesn't it? It's so good. I mean, I really like yeah. the final epilogue as well, and just the, the scene with the Joker is just fucking brilliant. And how it's shot yeah, that's, the, right in the sun, so it, it's really interestingly shot as well. I really like that. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was it was interesting that, that they got Jared Leto back to do that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Surprising given <laughs> given the reaction to uh, um, bloody uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, but I, that, I think he, that is a terrible film. He that needed. Really is yeah, I mean, again, it's got some good fight scenes, but that, that's about it. <laughs> oh, know. I remember. I remember being so disappointed by that movie because, like, the trailer was brilliant, wasn't it? You know, it had had the sort of well, um, the action movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, and actually, going back to Highlander, that's one of the other awesome things about Highlander is the Queen soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Suicide Squad, it was like, I think Will Smith just carried the entire movie, basically. Um, he just tried <laughs> to was, carry it, it all, so all the bad. way along. But, but we, um, we just we just watched Birds of Prey, actually. And, and, yeah, that's um, not so bad. We, I quite we like really, yeah, yeah, we we enjoyed that a lot, actually. It was good good fun. And, yeah, uh, definitely yeah, better it, than Suicide it'd Squad. It'd be interesting to see what they do with this new Suicide Squad film that they're doing. Well, it's old What's-His-Face, isn't it? Um, James Gunn. It, it's, Is it James Gunn? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think it's going to be better <laughs> you'd hope it but Will I Smith so. isn't I mean, in it, it so it can't, it can't be too much yeah, worse we'll see, so. it, but, <laughs> we'll uh, see yeah and I think that was why I think the Jared Leto thing didn't work really he needed his own Joker movie really I think he would have yeah it would have been I think, and I think really he was, well. he was pretty pissed off because a lot of that stuff got left on the cutting room floor but yeah it was I think the one of the things that I found really upsetting about that movie was that I mean Jake is not a nice character without a shadow of a doubt but it was it was sort of the level of abuse towards Harley Quinn, which was just yeah really troubling. Uh, that was like pretty nasty. Well, it is a pretty abusive relationship between the two if you go through the comic lore and the um, yeah. It was it was fairly stuff. uncomfortable to watch though, um, and I think yeah it, again probably slightly ill judged given the nature of the wider conversation at the moment around sort of like me too and all that sort of stuff. Have you watched the Killing uh, Joke? Yeah, I have read the Killing Joke. I've yeah. not watched it. It's pretty full on. Yeah, the Killing Joke is incredible, yeah. and that is t- disturbing. Yeah. I mean, that that's the kind of the origin of the Joker being a really disturbing character. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, I mean, the animation is brilliant. I mean, it's it's um. Well, I, I liked it anyway. I don't know what the reviews yeah. are like, but yeah, yeah I'm, I literally I'm looking at the the uh, graphic novel on my bookcase right oh, now. Nice. It's uh, it is it is just uh, I remember reading it and being like, Jesus, that's <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should read the uh, <laughs> that's comic dark. Book. I think the comic is supposedly better than the animated version, but yeah, you, you want you know is, that would probably be a really good dark Joker movie to make, but it would be pretty full on. But it would be very short though. You know, it's not a long story, is it? 
Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, they got an animated thing out of it, but maybe that's why people didn't like it because they had to add a load of. I think they maybe fleshed it out a bit more. The actual graphic novel is really short. Yeah, but I mean, Mark Hamill as the Joker is pretty awesome. So, I'm looking at my um, my bookshelf of uh, a lot of my graphic novels, and um, one of the ones I'm really hoping is going to be good that's coming up soon is Sandman. Ah, okay. You heard about that? No. Not the so fairy tale type like Sandman thing. gives everyone dreams. Yeah, so, yeah. So. so Sandman is like a, a graphic novel which ran from like the mid '80s to the mid '90s, okay. um, in its original run, um, and it's all about. It's about um, they call them the endless. So they're sort of personifications of they're not gods, but they're kind of. Um, they're a family that kind of guide humanity. So this this um, dream is the Sandman, which is what it's all about, really. Um, and then there's uh, destiny, destruction, despair, desire, death, and uh, delirium. And yeah, so that that um, is going to be hopefully good. It's coming out on Netflix, I think, and I think they finished filming it. Um, so it's a series. They, yeah, they just recently did a um, an audio book on Audible, I think, which okay. was supposed to be very good. The first couple of um, Sandman graphic novels. So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that's going to be decent. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's you, you some good stuff if, coming yeah. up. Isn't there? So, um, yeah, if you haven't read Sandman or know anything about it, it's. Um, it's worth having a look. You can pick up like a box set of all the graphic novels. There's, there's I think, ten of them, um, which isn't cheap, but it's awesome. Let's just check Amazon. Yeah, yeah. there's a box set, two hundred and eighty. <laughs> to Amazon. Amazon's yeah. dangerous because it just—I have it just remembering what obviously you, you, your credit card details. So you just go, oh yeah, I'll just buy that, buy that, buy that. <laughs> You're like, yeah. oh god, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, that looks good. It's, um, it's great. You'd, you'd really enjoy it. It's um, it's worth yeah. a look. I uh, I watched the first Falcon and Winter Soldier today as well. That came out. Oh so. yeah, yeah. What was what was that like? Mm. Yeah, really good. Um, I mean, the first episode's like forty nine minutes long or something, so it's pretty um, hefty beginning episode. I don't know if they'll all be that length. For um, I don't think it's going to be as many episodes. I, be, I believe that's what I read that it's not going to be like one division nine episodes or whatever so it might be a bit shorter but i think the episodes might be longer so it's the way yeah i think we it. might we might do that tonight it's worth um, watching i really um, liked it it's, it's cool there's some great um action sequences in, in it. it doesn't it's not like one division starting a bit slow with um a 50 sitcom it's uh yeah straight into you finished one division yeah yeah, yeah yeah it, it gets a lot better <laughs> yeah, yeah it, is, really it is really good yeah. yeah. Again, um, we, we really enjoyed that. And, yeah, and, it was uh, really good. I thought it was, it was brave, brave sort of TV, you know, to do something so different. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was. It, they did it really well, and just how I mean, it all worked because of how it progressed and then how it ended. But if it, if yeah, it just stayed, I mean, even, even if you didn't people. like the beginning of it, it it's, um, it did something different. Yeah, and that, that's I mean, you can pretty much, much just ignore the first two episodes, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, yeah. If you yeah, want to, if, if you want to kind of, yeah. yeah if you just want to go, go kind of marvelly actiony stuff, then mm. yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, but, Falcon uh, and Winter Soldier seems a bit more um, traditional Marvel vibe, but uh, more character driven, I'd say, because obviously they got more time. 
you know, they can play it out over whatever it's going to be, six, seven hours or whatever. So, um, yeah, good. Good so far, definitely. So, so so how far along in this podcast do you think Dave has made it to? I don't think he, yeah, probably not much. <laughs> Dave, Too much you're never going to listen to this, are you? Oh, yeah. He was talking about getting a new TV finally, but I was like, well, yeah, that's cool, but I don't know, what's the point? <laughs> If you are listening, Dave, I hope the uh, the house move is, is going well. And, yeah, we've been chatting yeah. loads about it. Yeah, he gave me a little video tour. It, it's very cool. Um, is, are they in now? Are they yeah, yeah, they're in. Or? They've had their first run in with the tiger snake, which... Okay, I was, was going to say, have they been uh, attacked by, by um, serpents yet? Yes, yes. Well, not attacked, but um, they're there around. So I've, yeah. got this, I've got this vision of their house being a bit like the... Uh, the um, resting place of the Ark of the Covenant in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, like a big island temple rock thing. It's like an underground team, isn't it? Just full of snakes. Oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Okay. Not not the end scene, whether. Yeah. Um, no, not the end. It's not quite like it's that. It's but... beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's not quite like that. But yeah, they did see. Yeah, a tiger snake. It was on the same day, so it's really the same one. But um, yeah, and I think one of his mates was there trying to antagonise it. I was like, no, don't do that. Sleep, <laughs> like, sleep well, Dave. Tiger snakes are quite dangerous. <laughs> like they're quite aggressive, I believe. Um, yeah, I think that's how they get. Maybe that's yeah. how they get their name. I don't know. So yeah, that's a bit of a worry. But um, yeah. It's. I mean, the house looks great. I mean, yeah, it's cool. They've still got loads of work to do on it. But oh, it looks, it looks amazing. They've got a lot I'm of land. Super jealous. Like, he could, he could yeah. create a racetrack at that in his back garden if he wanted to. It's massive. And he's got yeah, like, multiple fields and, and all sorts. So it's, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So uh, And they've got, I mean, there's a farm, like his property backs onto, a, obviously there's loads of farmland around. So, And then he's found the farm shop that has all the, produce so they've got you know okay. organic free range beef lamb, has he said what what he's going to do with that land yet is he sorry we're, we're really venturing off the topic no, it doesn't matter. um movies <laughs> and comics and uh, we probably shouldn't talk, talk too much about well they're talking now. about um maybe a glamping site as well you know setting up a little you know maybe a little business like that possibly um but also a little uh bike jump track slash pump track for his mountain biking um, wow, because there's, there's more than enough room. You could, you could, yeah, you could. Oh, we so, um, you could build like you could like build maybe, four uh, houses on the property, man. It's crazy. I mean, it's yeah, it's cool. yeah. Maybe when this ridiculous uh, pandemic has finally been put to bed, we'll be able to come and see it. So, yeah. yeah. Although I, I've seen the news recently again. We're, we're going off topic here into into current affairs, but it's not looking particularly good in Europe at the moment. That's for sure. No, no. It's, France um, not looking good, Poland not looking good. So uh, it's a bit depressing. I mean, even we're sending our vaccines to Papua New Guinea at the moment. We're not actually the prime minister's like, look, we don't, we aren't desperate for them. So he's rerouting what we've ordered wow, to Papua New Guinea. Yeah, it's really nice. Like he's so he's sent. Um, I think with the, there's an, a million earmarked that are coming over soon, and he's he's. And the initial first twenty thousand has, has gone over there, and I think he's sending another two hundred thousand, maybe more. I, I don't know how many, but he's sending wow. a load over there, and he, he's already sent protective face masks and first aid gear and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, so it's, yeah, he's actually doing quite well at the moment, our prime minister. So not that I'd really vote for him because he's well. I don't know. It's weird. I never really liked him because he just seemed this like a 
Christian God-obsessed moron, but I guess you mm. can't really hold that against him if he's religious, but because um, he seems to be doing good stuff in terms of he gave us all lots of money during COVID, which was nice, of and he's yeah, it's, helping it's out funny one, isn't it? Like, things like that, it's quite nice. So. Yeah, I mean, for all the for all the disasters of COVID management in this country, certainly at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, they they have done or the health service has done a very good job at rolling the vaccination program out. And mm. like our, our, the infection rate in the UK is really down now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, you, it's pretty yeah. low and uh, the death rates come right down as well, which is a, That's which good. is great news. And, and uh, Are the border's still shut. Uh, I think there's still, you have to, um, there's a, like, I think a red list of countries and then you have to quarantine in the, uh, I, I'm not sure whether they quarantine hotels, whether they're, you have to quarantine at home but yeah i i it's yeah i haven't paid too much attention to it recently i have to say i, yeah. I sort of take the headlines and <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that yeah I, I it gets me it gets me a little down if i get too into it so yeah, um, yeah let's let's take it let's take it full circle and talk and go back tom to animation again because um, we started <laughs> did on you see any tom and jerry it? of how much of a dick jerry is Jerry um, is a dick, I, and like we said before, I need to maybe go back and, and look he's, at those again. He's a but, proper uh, dick. Like you just, I find I just don't like him. I'm like, actually, I don't like you. <laughs> I like the cat. I want the cat to yeah. eat, eat, rip your fucking head off, but well, he never it's does. Like, it's a bit like Roadrunner, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I prefer the Wiley K to Roadrunner. Yeah, um, Wiley K is an arrogant dick. I've often, so, I, I don't know whether it says yeah, a lot Roadrunner. about my character, but I've often leaned towards the villains and a lot of these kind of mm-hmm. things. And, and I often felt like that in kind of Disney and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah. often lean, leaned I think more it's even more so villains. as you get older. But, um, yeah. But yeah. Like I really like Scar and the Lion King and stuff like that. And, well, and, like uh, Rick, and, from Rick and Morty, he's sort of, he's not exactly the villain, but he's not a nice guy. <laughs> but he's, he's, an, he's an anti-hero, isn't he? Yeah, and, yeah, he's and, brilliant. It's like the perfect anti-hero, it's great. Um, so what what do, what would you say in terms of like comedy cartoon shows? What what are your favourites? Do you think Rick and Morty's right up there for me? I think even beyond any of the older school ones like Simpsons and stuff and like South Park. And I think Rick and Morty's right right up there for me. Yeah, um, it's just twisted and dark and funny and it's um yeah. I mean, I, I rewatching Futurama recently has made me realize i think i almost that's almost my favorite from that kind of period i'd say yeah more so than the simpsons um i mean the simpsons is brilliant but i love i love the kind of late late 90s simpsons i think it was mm. the, what they call the sort of golden age of the simpsons and they they are so funny yeah. so funny like we i've been going back and watching some of those on disney plus and and uh those yeah that sort of period what kind Simpsons of seasons is just oh god there is a you can google it and they'll, they'll tell you the exact seasons but it's like season five to season ten yeah i want to yeah. say something like that um and it's yeah just the writing in it is so good yeah <laughs> it's just and that that really was brilliant but like one one show from that that time that I used to really like and was never really that popular was King of the Hill. Oh yeah, King of the Hill was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, like those early, um, early few seasons of King of the Hill was <laughs> so funny. There was a episode of something and they they did the intro to King of the Hill 
but it was on maybe it was on Solar Opposites. Oh, I think it was was it Family Guy? Was it Family Guy? It might have been Family Guy. Maybe it was Family Guy. Might have been Family Guy. It was Family Guy. Yeah, I think that's right. And that, that, I did yeah. pretty funny. I was like, oh yeah, King of the Hill. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, yeah, yeah. King of the Hill was was brilliant. It was. I think the thing I really liked about King of the Hill is it wasn't like sort of brash or violent or coarse or anything like that. It was just sort of quiet desperation. <laughs> it was just yeah, like the look in, the look on Hank's face at various things that happen, like the stuff that Bobby does and <laughs> the boy ain't right. <laughs> it's just this sort of quiet desperation of, of middle America. Yeah, it, um, yeah, that was good. Yeah. And that was by the guys who did um uh Bees and Butthead. Butthead. Yeah, yeah. Which which I think is coming back. Mm. I think I saw a thing the other day that it seems to be coming back. Which is weird. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's like none more 90s than Beeps and Butthead. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, if anything was going to come I back, really, for King of the I never Hill. really watched too much of that. Um, no, that was I always. Think it, was, it was on really late at night on like Channel 4 or something, and you saw the occasional one, and it was, there was something. It was, it was like, very it's different. Like music videos and stuff, wasn't it? Or like, you know, metal and stuff. Yeah, I mean, they did get up the to silly things. And, liked more, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think that's. But it, it was like. Yeah, I don't know, there's something weird about it. A, a darkness to it, I guess, as well, maybe. Just this, like, yeah. two people yeah, yeah. just destroying their lives, maybe. But, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a, no, but that, that's a show that, yeah, I, I must go back and have a look at that again at some point. But, um, yeah, talking solar opposites, I, I watched the latest episode of that and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I was watching <laughs> one just now, like the most recent one that came out. The, the most re- I was like properly laughing out loud. Um, and it, it's probably one kind of bad that I had to... Uh, I had my daughter sat on my lap yeah. whilst I was watching it, and she was quite into it as well. As like the bit at the beginning, this running over all the, all the birds. I was like, "Oh, yeah. oh God, Him I'm a monster! Yeah. What am I? What am I showing my daughter?" Yeah, that's the one with the man cave, isn't it? Is that the man cave yeah. one? Yeah, the man cave, man, man cave, man cave. Yeah, even the one before that as well with the the school, and then the um, and he makes the guy really stupid, and then. It, semi destroys the town and then it vaporizes everyone and then he puts the dust into this machine and it makes babies. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like just so, it's so weird. It's so it? mad. Yeah, it's, it's so brilliant. mad. But yeah, it's but a nice stopgap between the next Rick and Morty. So it's just like, because it's the same sort of humour. But it's, it's probably almost uh, a bit more fucked up almost. <laughs> um, yeah. Because oh, the terrarium, yeah, and, and, the human terrarium is pretty dark as well. Yes, that's <laughs> like, dark. Like, but I think, you know, like, this sort of goes around to the conversation we were talking um, earlier, like um, in sort of part one. You know, for me, like animation is just like a medium. You know, it's just like another way of telling films. And there's, there's so many different types of animation and ways you can do it. And I think people that are dismissive of it, I don't, don't see that. Um, and like what you know, sort of going completely the other direction into sort of feature films. I don't know. I, I recommended you to watch um, some of the cartoon Celine films. I don't know whether you've, yeah, you've had a chance to watch I, them yet. Um, so, an Irish it, animation studio called Cartoon Celine, um, and they they're just their new ones called uh, Wolf Walkers, which is uh, really great. And the one the one that people should really watch to kind of see what they're about is Song of the Sea, which was Oscar nominated for the animation category. Um, and it's just a really beautiful film. 
so there's yeah there's that and then obviously you've got Leica animation doing the stop motion stuff like uh kubo and the two strings oh yeah yeah and box trolls and Coraline, all that sort of stuff and obviously aardman which is brilliant yeah, yeah again very different and then you know a lot of the, the japanese stuff that we've mentioned studio ghibli you know that's um oh, that's i don't awesome, know how much yeah. you've you've mentioned it to studio ghibli tim since it appeared on netflix i've been going back through and I think I'd seen quite a few of them because I think, I guess, I'd, but I was probably at the time when they were just randomly on TV sometimes and you just watch them. But um, it's, uh, I watched, what did I watch the other day? Castle in the Sky. Is it Castle in the Sky? That's the one I think, yeah. You, uh, that was the one I was thinking that would be a good entry point for, yeah, for you if you I hadn't seen the one before. I watched. That was good. It's kind of, it's really good. That's kind with of the girl stuff. when she's got the pendant and then, yeah. The, and they, yeah, that was good. Um, and then obviously I've done Howl's Moving Castle um, and My Neighbour Totoro and then yeah, beyond I mean, that's the, that that's I don't the classic. yeah um, yeah I mean they're all great there's loads there's loads more to watch and uh, yeah they're, they're all quite there's this sort of two main directors there's Hayao Miyazaki and then Ishao Takahata and Takahata's movies are not as famous as the Miyazaki ones, yeah, okay. but they are really good. And there's, um, yeah, the tale of the Princess uh, Kaguya, I think it's called, which is um, very sort of stylistic art style, um, which is an amazing film. And a couple of, yeah, his, his other ones as well. <laughs> and even we were talking with some friends the other day, one of his early ones called Pompoko, which is bonkers and has uh, tanuki raccoons with massive magic stretchy ball sacks. Okay. So, <laughs> which is a, a very bizarre film, but but really, really good and has a really good kind of ecological message as well. Yeah, I'm just looking but, on Netflix at them now. Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke. Have you watched Princess Mononoke or not? That, that might be the next one I'd, yeah, I don't I'd recommend know. for you to watch. That go. Yeah. On. Add to my list. We'll do that. Kiki's Two Princess Mononoke film. next. Kiki's Delivery Surface is a really nice kids' film. Castle in the Sky, yeah, that's... I did. My Neighbour Totoro. That's already on my list, you... I think. Have you watched that yet or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Spirited yeah. Away. Now, have I watched that? I don't know. That's the one that won the Oscar, and it is, it's wonderful. Yeah. I'll put that that I think you'd really sure enjoy as well. But, um... Um, but, yeah, so there's, there's those ones, and then there's... Um, there's some other kind of anime stuff that I've been getting into uh, recently. Um, there's a quite a good podcast called Ghibli Attack, and they're, they're sort of branching out into some other animators now beyond Ghibli, which is quite interesting. And, and one of them, I, I can't remember his name, um, and I had actually watched his movies before, which I'm really, they haven't actually done him yet as a, as a kind of series, but um, there's a series of films. There's one called um, The Girl He Leapt Through Time, uh, Wolf Children, which is really good. Um, and oh, what's another one of his? Summer Wars. Um, they're, they're great. Um, and there's another director who died really young and he only made like five or six movies, I think, called Satoshi Kon. Okay. Um, and that's, yeah, they're a bit darker, more adult. There's one called Perfect Blue, which is um, a really good film. It kind of reminds me, it's, it's sort of a similar kind of art style to something like Akira. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, Satoshi Kon, 
uh, there's a yeah, 4K release of that remastered, isn't there? That came out last year, I think. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to remember what his other ones are called. I can't for the life of me think now. I've got a couple of them on Blu-ray. Um, but yeah, they're, they're worth checking out if you haven't seen them before. Yeah, that looks good. I always wanted to get the cool retro poster, like a, a maybe an original poster print of the Akira kind of poster. Yeah, a cool thing yeah. I think uh, did you say? Uh, I think Akira's come out in 4K, hasn't it? Now? Yeah, they've remastered it about they, uh, last year. And there was some special edition version you could get, but it was like ridiculously expensive because it's, it obviously came out in Japan first, and then I think it you maybe can get it in the UK, but it's hard to get. It's not easy to get at the moment for some reason. I don't know why, but. You know, um, Taika Waititi is going to do um, a live-action version of Akira, apparently. That's what I heard, but I don't Which know. Is pretty weird. <laughs> is that like actually happening or not? I don't know. I know I heard that that was potentially. I'm not happening. sure. I haven't heard. I haven't heard that it's not happening. But he seems to be attached to loads of different stuff at the moment. Yeah, I mean that would be good if he did it because I think he'd do it right, wouldn't he? Um, I guess. I guess he. You know, would he would be able to do it? I mean, he's he's you know phenomenally talented and and obviously his stuff on mandalorian is is really good and mm. um and uh thor ragnarok and he's so, yeah. doing the next thor at the moment they're filming that in australia as we speak everyone's coming yeah, over I, to I, film because it's the only place you can fucking do anything so, like, yeah right Hollywood's just I, moved I, over here, I, really. the only thing about akira is i can't remember there being that much comedy in it <laughs> When I watched it, I don't remember. No, I think he could like do a serious sort of belly laughs. He could do a serious film, couldn't he? I, I think he could, but I do love. I love his sense of humour. Yeah. I think he's so funny. Um, but yeah, eighty dollars on Amazon for Akira 4K. Ouch! Mm. I think I will be of... passing on that. I did look at the um, the Shining 4K disc, and that was like twenty quid, and I was like, oh god, <laughs> just yeah. I might I might have to get that because it is like I say, one of my favourite movies and I haven't seen the extended so I might just pull the trigger on that I think it'll um, be good yeah yeah, no there's, there's a lot there's a lot of great stuff out there, a lot of really interesting animation and, and um, there's even kind of really bizarre ones that well, bizarre but, but quite unusual ones did you ever watch that, that um, film called Loving Vincent Loving Vincent, I don't think so no this is one that you really should watch, you know, because I know a lot of the paintings that you used to do are, are kind of um, oh, Vincent the, Van Gogh yeah. style. Um, so they basically made a film out of oil paintings. So they they oh, um, cool. f- filmed the whole thing. Like each frame is a different oil painting. I mean, it took them years to make it, Funny. absolutely years. And it was, again, it was up for uh, a best... Uh, Best animation Oscar um, a couple of years ago, and yeah, if you haven't seen that, you'd really enjoy that. You know, given your artistic yeah, um, sentiment, have you found that on on Amazon? What's it called again? Love, loving Vincent. Loving Vincent. Live. Oh yeah. Okay. Live googling, live searching on a podcast. IMDb. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's interesting. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's a recommendation for you right there. Yeah, nice. I'll give that a something check out. something very different from obviously what we've been talking about before. But I think that that really sort of highlights um, the you know the breadth of of um, different styles out there that you can go for. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, I think it's on Amazon Prime Video. I 
believe. I know you might have to rent it or buy it. Oh, yeah, I'll check it out. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, have you, uh, there was something I was going to, another animation on Netflix, F is for Family. Have you watched any of that? No, I haven't yet. Yeah, I that's haven't good. seen that. That's good. Yeah. So, it's good, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's just Bill Burr's mind, basically, which is just a very amusing place to be. So it's, it's kind of a, kind of autobiographical of his childhood. He's kind of, I guess he's playing his dad in the animation, kind of. He's, he's the voice of the dad in it. Um, okay. So it's kind of loosely based around how he grew up, I suppose, kind of. But it's um, it's very funny. It's it's just this, this uh, middle-aged yeah. man having a complete midlife crisis and just everything's against him. And um, Well, I'll, I'll check that out. And you check out um, Venture Brothers, Adult Swim. Yeah. I was looking for that. Hang on, Venture Brothers. What if I can get it on Amazon? So that's that's a whole other subset that we haven't really delved into. Yeah. Is the Adult yeah. Swim animations? I don't know why they so, make that so hard to get. Like, why don't they put it on a streaming service? I think I think it depends it. on what region you're in. You, I think if you're in the UK now, you can watch a lot of them on all four. Um, they suddenly appeared there, and and um, yeah, I mean, Adult Swim's got it's quite a broad church of different stuff, and um. Well, I think one thing that's on there that, that um, I think we might have even mentioned it before is Primal. Yeah. Uh, which is the Gore Rybanovsky or whatever his name is that, oh, that yeah, did Samurai yeah, yeah. Jack. Samurai uh, all Jack's about cool. a cave, caveman and his uh, his friend, Friendly Dinosaur, yeah. which is super violent and yeah. <laughs> super sad. It's like, I watched it thinking it was going to be like a knockabout comedy, like ad, adult swim style. And I was like, Oh my god, this is uh, not yeah. what I was expecting. Um, uh, it's really good. Yeah, I think you can only just buy the Venture Brothers. You can't get it on anything else. Yeah, so it's, it's it. really great. It's on Hulu. Um, it's on Hulu for everyone in America. Can you get Hulu in England? I don't okay. know. Uh, no, uh, no. I think isn't Hulu's owned? Isn't that owned by Disney now? I don't know. Possibly. Yeah, they, they, just, they take the piss out of Hulu on Solar Opposites, don't they? Because well, Solar Opposites was on Hulu originally. Yes, yes, Hulu gave them the money to make the show, I believe. So it was a Hulu exclusive yeah. initially, and obviously now it's distributed around everywhere. So it's, what is it, Disney. Yeah, so maybe they bought it out. I don't know, because it's on Disney Plus for me. Um, so yeah. Possibly. No, the... Um, yeah, Venture Brothers is really funny. Like you have to, you have to get through the first couple of episodes, which are a bit shaky. Um, but once you get like halfway through season one, it's just genius. Like it's so funny. Did you um, ever watch? Um, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. That's on the list. I'll maybe buy the first and, and check out check out Metalocalypse as well. What if you're going Adult Swim for anyone out there? did you ever watch ninja you know that it was that flash animated thing they did like back in 98 99 did you ever not, watch not that like, not the lego thing no 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 it was ninja the little ninja and there was this like no they released these um 15 minute ep- not even that long little mini episodes and there was about 10 episodes and it was all i think it was um, I think it was all flash animated actually I can't remember but it was really cool um, you'd really like it if you haven't watched it but it was it was huge at the Is time that, I was um, just telling everyone about it It's um, but I don't know because there was a website and it was just free on it but now it's um, it's probably on YouTube or something supposedly like they're making a feature film they're trying to get a Kickstarter okay. thing for it but um, nice sneak peek 
Enjoy the little ninja. Yeah, I think there's an app. There's a YouTube thing, but it's um, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's so good. Okay. Um, it's like um, imagine if uh, you know, in Shogun Assassin. Oh, that's the that's the sound. That's the sound. Of, uh, of my, yeah. my time so out. imagine Shogun Assassin, but the little baby grows up a little bit and becomes a uh, samurai destroyer. He just kills everyone. Okay. Yeah, basically. Oh, Shogun Assassin, so good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, imagine Shogun Assassin's little baby who's grown up and he's about seven years old. He's a badass. He was the Shogun's decapitator. Decapitator. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I probably yeah we better go. go. The noise of the yeah, yeah Daisy has spoken. Yeah, we've um, done quite well to, to get through most of. Yeah, that. we did I think well. We did recommendations well. for people. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. I'll see if I can find you this ninja thing, and it's only very short. So if you can get a chance to, watch I'll see it. if I can find it on. It's bound to be on YouTube. I'll have a look. Ninja, the little ninja. So it's nin n i n j a i. Um, okay. I don't know if it is. There should be a full, um, a full thing. There's like about eight episodes that they did. Um, <laughs> Daisy's waving at me. Oh, nice. <laughs> waves now. Oh, that's good. Hello, Daisy. Hello, Daisy. Hello. <laughs> right, the um, one thing I have to say, I am very much looking forward to is showing <laughs> maybe not some of the violent ones we've talked about, but a lot of the. Uh, the softer animation. I'm so looking forward to showing it to Daisy. Like yeah, some of the yeah. Ghibli stuff. Oh, the Ghibli stuff, yeah. Yeah, various things like that. Yeah, uh, maybe wait yeah. a few years before Rick and Morty or anything. Well, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's very funny, actually. Our, our niece, Connie, who's like coming up to, and um, I think, I can't remember how it came about, but I, I got, um, I got those guys to show them Totoro. And Connie is obsessed with Totoro. Really? She's got like a little Totoro backpack and like it was one of her first words was Totoro. Really? And they like watch it. They watch it pretty much every day. Um, so I've kind of probably ruined that for them in that respect. But at least it's not like Frozen 2 or something like that. So, yeah. Um, God. Yeah. 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 You so, have to uh, be very selective about the animations you show Daisy so that she becomes obsessed with those and not the ones that will send you mad like yeah frozen. although having said that i don't want to I, I want nothing that could possibly ruin totoro for me i don't want to watch totoro every day on repeat and oh, destroy yeah, okay. it yeah, so you've got to find um, something so, that's enjoyable but you don't mind kind of ruining for yourself yeah exactly it's gonna to have to I have to like put the, some thought into that yeah, um, the, maybe one of the lesser ghiblis i can, yeah, I can do lesser something like that <laughs> uh yeah maybe like kiki maybe we can uh, kiki's great but i, I don't mind um Kiki getting destroyed for me. Yeah, okay. You can, you can that can take the hit for you. Yeah. Um, watch watch Mononoke. Um watch Song of the Sea. Um uh yeah, and then maybe we can talk about those when you've seen them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sweet. Um yeah, I think those I do have to buy. I had a little I had a quick check on there. Um They're worth buying. We we actually I just lent Song of the Sea to our neighbours and um they just pushed pushed it back to our letterbox, and they were like, "That was incredible." Oh yeah, that's good. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's well worth watching. Add to up next. I don't know what I just did, but yeah, I tr- trigger warning: you might cry. Yeah, that's okay. So, th- what was the other one you said? The um the sequel, well, not sequel to that, but the other one they did. Wolf Walkers. Yeah. That's um that's just come out on Disney uh, Apple TV Plus. 
yeah, I think that I can actually watch. I need to get it bloody sorted out on my television. It's very annoying that I can't do that. Um, yeah, watch watch Wolf because it's it's really good. We watched it this week for the first time. Um, I really liked it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Nice. Yeah. Um, cool. I'm just looking at this Ninja thing, and it, it for some reason like they did have it for free, but now um, it seems a bit more difficult to uh, watch it, but. If I can find okay. a thing, but if you search for it, you might find it. There's a Reddit, a subreddit where you can, there's a few links. Oh, God. Um, that's, a, that's a world that I don't often venture into. Oh, it's just Reddit. You just go on and there's a there's a chat thing saying, you know, Ninja, the little ninja, and they're just people putting yeah. links to where you can watch it. Um, yeah. They've got a website, so they might give you a little preview of you get the idea of it from that. Okay. I think there's 13 episodes. I think that's what I can. Okay, I'll have a look. Very good. Anyway, cool. We've got some homework. Yes, yes. Nice. All cool. right, well, um, right, I better go. Here uh, you go. But, yeah. yeah. Cheers for everyone for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back. We'll do it again soon. I've got to start doing them more regularly again. So um, so everyone stay tuned and we'll be uh, we'll be back with another one soon. Yeah, get, get Dave to do one about his, uh, his new house. Yeah, we will, yeah. yeah. Quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Sweet. All right. All well, right. Um, happy viewing and uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Catch you all later. See you guys.